Hey, hello, good morning. How are you? Glad that you're here this morning. Excited about your uh, your listening, your willingness to listen, whether it's on the porch drinking that coffee or in the bed before you go to sleep at night, driving down the road, sitting in the, wherever you are. Thank you for listening. We're glad that you're here. And if you have your copy of God's Word this morning uh, or this evening, whatever it is for you, if you'll take it and open it to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 3, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, you already know if you've been listening, uh, what we're going to do, we're going to pick up where we left off uh, last time, uh, talking about things you find in, in churches that are growing spiritually. Now, you can take these things, and also you will find them uh, in ways that they apply to the life of the person who's growing spiritually. But we're going to talk about, and have been talking about, and did talk about in our last time together, uh, about what you can find in a church that is growing spiritually. Not all churches are doing that. And by the way, spiritual growth entails not only numerical growth, it, it, it entails financial growth. It entails, you know, uh, getting deeper and 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 becoming more uh, what Christ would want us to be and would have us be. Uh, Paul in First Corinthians chapter three is talking to those that he pastored for a while and that he, many of whom, uh, and I'll put them many in quotation marks. We don't know exactly how many, but many of whom uh, he helped come to Lord and and, and help become help get on their journey with Christ. And now he's realizing they're not where they need to be. They're not doing what they ought to do. And if that doesn't sound like today's church, <laughs> I don't know what does. Anyway, so First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1, it simply says, And I, brethren, could not speak to you as spiritual people, but to, as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. And so Paul begins, and then he explains. He says, I fed you with milk, verse 2. I fed you with milk and not with solid food, for now uh, you're not able to receive it. And even now you're still not able, verse 3, for you are still carnal. Boy, what a condemnation. What a comment uh, on, on on us if we're, you know, we've been fed. We, we've 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 come to faith, but we're still, uh, we're still where we were. Uh, for you're still carnal, verse 3, uh, for where there are envy, strife, and divisions among you, or you're not carnal and behaving like mere men. Now, Paul is making no, no bones about it. He is wanting to get these folks to grow spiritually. He's wanting them to become what they ought to be. And, and we talked about, uh, because it's you know this letter is written to the church, uh, uh, because we think in terms, we read the letter uh, of the church and what was going on in the church. That did, by the way, what Paul said doesn't mean there weren't some people uh, who were doing well, who were focused on God, but just like you go in a lot of churches today, uh, there will always be, or often there will be, uh, we'll use a, a, a biblical word, remnant, but there'll be a few people who just seem to be head and shoulders above spiritually where many others are. And the reason is they are growing spiritually, but their simple growth in the Spirit, their simple growth in the Lord, they're getting deeper, doesn't, what does it mean, doesn't guarantee others are doing the same thing. So we began last time talking about signs of a church that's growing spiritually, things you'll find in churches that are really growing. Now, I, once again, we'll remind you, uh, we're talking about not only numerical growth or uh, financial growth, uh, we're talking about personal growth within the individuals and personal growth within the church. No, we're not talking about you're going to become a lecture church. A, a lot of people have this understanding or this this idea that, oh, spiritual growth, spiritual depth has to come. you got to go to churches that lecture. No. No, there's different ways. And, and look, I've met some people who go to uh, other churches. <laughs> I don't know. You know, you hesitate to put terms on things sometimes. But churches that definitely aren't considered lecture churches. Uh, and they have members that are growing, you know, by leaps and bounds and, 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 and going. And so it doesn't have to do with that. What it has to do is a desire to grow. 
uh, getting off the uh, simply milk and and, and desiring uh, real food. So anyway, signs uh, that a church is growing spiritually are things you will find in a spiritually growing church. And by the way, that's what we want to be a part of. That's what we want to do. Those are the churches that are changing the world. Uh, number one, uh, I, <laughs> I gave you numbers last time. I'm trying to stay with it. Uh, I've got to review real quick uh, what we did. Now, listen, if you've listened to these podcasts before, you know that county... <laughs> It's not my gift. And so if I get mixed up, if I, please just overlook it. Okay. No, you no need to, no need to write and say, how would I write you? You didn't give me, well, you know, if, if you've listened, you know, it's dspreachingmanagemail.com on lowercase. You know how to do that. Uh, that's how you, you send us an email. That's writing, equivalent of writing today. Um, dspreachingman at gmail.com. Someone the other day uh, wanted me to uh, write down some scriptures for him. And uh, and I was I was going to send them to him, so I, I sent them to her, and so I, I texted them, and then next time I saw her, I said, "Did you get those scriptures?" She says, "No, I didn't get them." I was wondering. And I said, "Well, I texted." She said, "Oh, that's my son's phone you have," and I said, "Oh, okay." And she said, "And so and then it, it dawned on me, uh, I got to actually write." physically write these things and it's like oh my gosh you're going to read my writing and so i've sweet talked my wife into finding them and we're trying to how to get that done but anyway uh so I, enough of that uh signs of a uh, that a church is growing spiritually number one the, the, the preaching the gospel to the lost uh a lot of people in some churches and there's a lot of uh, a lot of the, theology floating around that really diminishes downplays the preaching the gospel to the lost and all kinds of excuses all kinds of doctrinal quote unquote reasons. But I'm telling you, Jesus came, he said he came to seek and to save the lost. He began preaching the kingdom of God is at hand. Go back, look it up. That's what the Bible says. We have to preach the gospel. You know, he said, what is the gospel, Brother Daniel? Well, listen, we could spend 30 minutes talking about this, but it's God's own son providing eternal life. That's one way that um, I've heard it explained in the past, an acronym, if you will. If your church doesn't preach that, then then you're not going to grow spiritually. And you can have lectures and you can have, you know, the best. You have all these things. I started to say, you know, I've got a bad habit. My mind runs so quick sometimes. Uh, my mind moves on to the next statement before I finish the statement I'm making. You have the best music in the world. But if you're not preaching the gospel, then you're not going to be growing spiritually. Uh, number two, explaining the gospel to the saved. That's pretty clear. Number three, uh, going forward more often than backwards. As I said, we uh, the other the last time we were together, uh, sometimes we just don't do what we should do. We don't go the way we should go. Once in a while, we kind of get off track. All these things. And the truth is, maybe there's a church out there that's always going forward, never had a, you know, never had a hiccup. Well, if so, write me and tell me and, and say, hey, but most of us, even when led by good, godly people, find our churches once in a while have a little hiccup. And, and But when you look at being evaluated, look at everything overall, uh, they're going forward much older than they're going backwards. Uh, look, there's a lot of reasons sometimes we get off track in churches. Uh, carnal people wind up getting, you know, getting, you know, leadership positions or whatever. Uh, spiritual people sometimes uh, lose sight of the goal. So there's a lot of reasons we need to move forward. And, and then and then next, four, I believe this is, <laughs> reaching up to the Lord, out to one another and others, and into our own hearts. In other words, we've we got our hands and hearts going up in the direction of, of the Lord, wanting, finding, seeking His presence, his direction, uh, then we want to bring other in, pick others in. We want to pick them up. We'll do everything we can, and then we'll reach it ourselves, making sure we're we're genuine and honest 
of where we are and and what we're doing. And so, uh, and now uh, we're going to get and finish is just a few more things and they're not as difficult, not as hard or, or not as lengthy, perhaps I should say. Uh, but we're going to do a number five, I believe it is, an openness to God's leadership and uh, a commitment to relationship with others. Now, uh, you say, whoa, man, that, that was pretty long, Brother Danny. Well, here's the truth. You have to be open to God's leadership and direction. Uh, I've heard of churches who, you know, were all on track to do certain things, and then it became clear that God didn't want them to do this, so they, you know, they changed direction. Uh, I've heard of churches who, because of men or women or whatever, they won't do it, then they change directions. There's a difference. We should be open to God's leadership and, and have a commitment to building our relationship with other people. Uh, this This is, you know... Love God, love people. I say that so much. I wish I knew who originally said that. It's, 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 it, uh, it just seems to apply so often. But being open to God's leadership, God's direction, uh, God's God's will, if you will, and then also making sure that you are committed to bringing other people with you. You're you're committed to not, not leaving people behind. You know, a lot of times what happens is some people just don't want to go. They don't they want to take the journey. They don't want to move the trip. They don't want to pay the price. They don't want to, you know, they don't want to whatever it is. Uh, I could go on all day. But you do the very best you can. Now, true, and, and, and yes, there are times, there are moments, and there are there instances where you eventually have to, you know, where you do realize, well, we're going this way because this is where God wants us to go. And if you don't go, then eventually we're going to kind of lose touch or whatever. Uh, but, boy, we sure love to have you with us. And if, if the day comes where you realize, hey, I missed the boat, whatever, we hope you come back and all those kind of things. Not, not you know, there was an old, an old saying years ago that we had a uh, my first church the church I stayed in our home church <laughs> where by the way they no longer know us uh, because it's been so long and the church has changed so much boy they've had a ministry goodness gracious bless, bless that but anyway uh, in that church we had a music director one time who loved to say throwing the baby out with the bath water now I know that's kind of a I don't know what you'd say um simplistic saying, but the truth is a lot of times we do that. Well, in churches that are growing spiritually, they are always open and following God's leadership, but they have their commitment to hanging on to uh, people, not letting go and maintaining their relationship. Maybe they've had to leave them behind. Maybe, you know, you don't really, those people choose to leave, be left behind, okay? Um, but then you're always open to return and that you're willing to build the bridge doesn't mean you're going to stop following God. It just means you're going to help. You, you want them to come with you. And, and then let's see where we're at. One, two, three, four, five. Number six, I believe. Uh, uh, there's a willingness in churches that are growing spiritually. Just a willingness to do what God says and God, uh, willingness to help people. There's just this willing spirit. I, I think this time of year, uh, we see in many churches, and I know. Listen, I, don't 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 write me at dspreacherman@gmail.com all lowercase and say, "Well, I know churches that do that, and I don't think they're spiritual." Okay, I understand. You know, there there is no perfect example. There's nobody perfect but Jesus. But I do believe, I do think, and I do find that this time of year, there's a ministry that a lot of churches participate in, a lot of people participate in, and, and it is you know, Albert, uh, you know, Operation Christmas Child with the shoeboxes. And I was I was in a place the other day, not a church, uh, but a place of business, and and all these workers were talking about getting their boxes together and doing all. It was just it was amazing just to hear uh, what they were saying. Well, all those people belong to churches, and, and apparently all those churches, and I don't know how many different churches are. There was 
five, six, seven, maybe, maybe more people than that talking. But they all were willing to do what they felt like they needed to do because that was one ministry, is one ministry that touches the world. Uh, every one of those shoeboxes. Now, this isn't a commercial for Operation Christmas Child. Believe in it, participate in it, do everything we can for it. But but the truth is, uh, it just reminds us that a, a sign of a spiritually growing church is this willingness to follow God's direction, willingness to do what God wants us to do, and a willingness to, you know, not to give up on people. And not the throw people who said, yeah, Brother Danny, you're tying so many things together. He said, well, they are similar. And, and the truth is, the fundamental message of the gospel of Jesus Christ is there's a door been opened to heaven through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. No man comes to Father except by him, he said. Uh, and so to understand that message, we have to leave the door to heaven open. We have to leave our, our, our hearts open to bringing people back in. We have to leave our minds open, seeing opportunities and, and seeing the chance uh, to bring people back. And so... Uh, <laughs> I don't know what the number is now. Let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So it's going to be eight, I think. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, okay. I'm just going to say it's eight. We'll go from there. I really don't know. I've messed up on my numbers, I know. But there's a trustworthiness. Their yes is yes, and their no is no. And uh, they don't do one thing on Sunday and another thing on Saturday. That You can trust them. They're not trying to rip you off. You know, one of the things I have found over the years uh, that a lot of people are hesitant to do business with churches because churches sometimes are notorious about the way they do their business. Don't pay their bills or expect, you know, to uh, to get a, a, some kind of super discount or whatever it is. I mean, there's so many things. And if you talk to a lot of contractors, you'll hear. And I've had contractors tell me, well, we don't do business with churches. And uh, the reason is they aren't trustworthy. <sighs> Nothing kills the church's witness in the community more than being untrustworthy and not paying its bills. We need to be trustworthy. You say, well, how, when you've been untrustworthy, what do you do? Well, you just have to start over and start building it up. It takes time. It, but 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 you got to get to the point where people know they can trust you. And, and spiritually growing churches are trustworthy. Uh, you know, your, your pastor, for example, is not going to go out and, uh, and tell everything he learns in a counseling session to somebody. Um. I was in an area one time where, uh, and I never could figure this out, but um, people would go talk to this pastor in the area, and then before the week was over, I mean, it was all over, uh, what he had heard in a counseling session. It was incredible. And I never could figure out, I, well, just maybe you say this is fleshly, but I determined I would never, I would never go to him for counseling. <laughs> I just wouldn't do it. Uh and I watched, to be honest with you, when I was around him and saw him, I watched what I said. I just didn't think he was trustworthy. And his, and his church was a numerically a fair-sized church, you know, pretty good-sized church. But it's kind of stayed there. It just never really went anywhere. Just never. And today, it's uh, it's kind of, I'm not going to say it's fallen off the, the pages of church history, but um, you just don't hear anything about it. And you don't really see them impacting the kingdom as, as as they once, you know, had the opportunity to. And I think a lot of it comes down to this trustworthiness. You just couldn't trust the pastor uh, when he counseled. You couldn't trust what was going on often in the church. And that is, oh, man, that is terrible. That is awful. Well, let's see what we got. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Maybe this is eight. Honesty. Well, we're going to say it's eight. I, 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 may have mis, I may have miscounted. So, hey, maybe correct. I think this is eight. But anyway, 
Finally, signs of a spiritually growing church, they're honest. They're honest with one another. They're honest with their treatment of God's word. They're honest of the way they approach ministry. Uh, they're honest in what they do. Now, a lot of churches, you know, there's backroom deals, backroom things. You never know about this. You never know about that. What happened here? What happened there? Well, those are spiritually growing churches. Uh, there's an honesty. And... Um, there's a, there's missing in today's church, and, and we need to get back to a place where we're honest with one another. We're honest about what's happening, what we're doing, why we're doing it. Um, one of the things that a lot of churches have to be honest with, sometimes they're not doing things to grow the kingdom or to you know impact the kingdom. They're doing things to compete with other churches, or are they 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 you know they feel like the, they feel the pressure to do. Uh, listen, your church, whatever wherever you are, has to be. The church that God wants her to be. I'm interim pastor right now at a church in, in Kenwood, Louisiana, Ted Creek Baptist Church. Great folks. Come visit with us here in the area. You'll, you'll love the people. If, if, you know, you want to go to church that, you know, doesn't ring the bell. You know, okay, you started exactly, you know, this time. You ended exactly this time. They're, <laughs> they're a little, you know, they're, they're a little laid back on that. And uh, I love it. I love it. And in fact, we I tell the guy that, uh, uh, that starts the, you know, they have a countdown clock. And the first week or two, I didn't pay it. You know, to be honest with you, the first week or two, you're kind of overwhelmed with where you are, what you're doing, trying to figure out, you know, what God wants you to do, God, how God's leading you, all that. It's the first week or two, I didn't pay a lot of attention. But about the third week, I caught on. Uh, he, he turns on the, the, the countdown clock, and uh, we don't start church. <laughs> it takes a while uh, sometimes. And I told you the other day, I said, well, the clock, apparently the clock, the countdown is, is telling us not that we're going to start. It's telling us to get ready to get ready because at some point we're going to be ready. Uh, now, all that, let me tell you, uh, that doesn't mean that, you know, church will start at 1030 and it doesn't start till 1130. It's not what I'm saying. But they're not rigid in there. They like, gosh, they're loving, they're warm there. They seem to have fun with one another. Uh, I've told Kathy a, a, a number of times, this is, this is one of the easiest places in the world I've ever preached um, because it's just, it's just, there's a, a lot of things, a lot of, you know, there's just doesn't seem to be a hidden agenda. Uh, it's just kind of a, a crazy thing. And they, they seem to accept that God, they're not, you know, they're not rubber stamping and, and being what every other church is. They are that church. And, and one of the things that became uh, important to me as I went there is not to change, try to change the dynamics of that. I, um, I told the leadership, and I come. I'm not here to change your church. I'm here to minister to your church and help you. And you get a pastor, you know, if he needs, that'll be up to him. But I'm not coming in trying to bring a bunch of changes, and and then you know leave and the next guy come. What I want to do is I want to strengthen what's here, what builds what's here, and just to be honest. And and uh, they were honest with me. God bless them. Yeah, we appreciate that. Uh, now, I don't know if anybody had ever gone in there and tried to change them. I don't think they had. I think that they've always been allowed to be what they are. And, and that is what you'll find in a, um, in a spiritually growing church, that honesty. Uh, years ago in our first church, a home church where I served as associate pastor for years, we had to be honest with ourselves one time about the kind of ministry God had for us. Now, we were blessed. Uh, that one year, we had 90-something people join the church, okay? may not be a lot to you, but it was a lot at our church. Uh, God blessed us. We had three staff members. And um, then we had some secretaries. I mean, you know, God had been real good to us. But I had I began to notice that God would bring people in who had been who been hurt, who had had difficulty. And look, and, and when I say that, 
there were a multitude of things that that had happened. It wasn't all, you know, uh, this one had had this, you know, it was all kinds of things. And then what what would happen is they'd come in after a while, uh, they, they, you know, they would grow, they would just seem to be getting better. And then about the time we would think or feel like, okay, they've been around enough, they've grown enough, maybe we can start moving them and nudge them into church leadership positions, use them to do this, that. They'd come to us, and, and they really would. They'd come to us and say, hey, I, I love it here, and I love y'all. And they would say that, and I appreciate that. Not many people say that. <laughs> I mean, people say, I love you, Brother Dean. But they would say, love you. But in all honesty, as much as I like to stay here, I feel God moving me. And and that happened a number of times. I you know, It's been 30-plus years, and uh, I didn't write it down then, I, and I'm certainly not going to make it up now, but happen often. And and I remember one day I was at Lady Lake visiting hospitals, and a visiting hospital, and I ran into one of the people who had been around a while, and I thought, boy, they're going to be a leader for our church. Now, I was an associate pastor, I'm the pastor, and so that burden didn't always fall on me, per se, because <laughs> yeah, I wasn't the pastor. Now, I think a lot of people, uh, a lot of reasons staffs get crosswise is they don't understand their position. I understood mine. I was always the associate pastor. I was never the pastor. But I ran into this individual, and great, great. And we're talking, and you know, we laughed for a few minutes, and just good. And, and then all of a sudden he said, well, i really been meaning to talk to you. I thought, uh-oh. And he said, you know, I really, I really love the church. I really love the staff. And, and really, Danny, I love you. But I feel God moving us. And I thought, oh, again? And I asked, well, why do you think that happens to us? And he said, well, I really believe that, that you part of our ministry here right now is to help people get better, help them become prepared to go to the next place. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I went back and, 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 you know, talked to my pastor about it, told him, we talked about it, because they told me, to, let me clarify, I didn't let anything out of the bag, he told me to, to tell our pastor, and to talk to him, yeah, and we talked about it, prayed about it, and, and, and we realized after a while, I, I how long, I don't know, it wasn't immediate, I do not believe, you know, uh, I'm a slow thinker. <laughs> <laughs> and and my pastor, no pastor wants to say, I'm pastor of a church that's going to get them, you know, get in the point where they're growing and, and, and stabilized and, and, and then leave. Most pastors want to hang on to people, and I understand that. But after a while, him and I came to the understanding, and, and we didn't make a huge deal of it per se in the church, but we came to the understanding that God was using our church in that way. And part of our ministry was to take those who have had whatever the hurt would be, whatever the difficulty would be, whatever the misunderstanding would be, uh, have them come in for a while, love on them. Uh, you know, our pastor preached the word to him, and he was a preacher. He could preach God's word. Uh, preach the word to them, you know, try to do all these things, knowing that, uh, that a pretty good percentage of them would come to the point where they feel God moving them because that was part of what God did. We had to be honest, and yes, we did. We're honest with leaderships in the church and things. And then there were times when people say, "Why do people leave like that?" Well, and eventually, uh, uh, people came to see that was part of our ministry. Now, we had to be honest about it. That doesn't mean we always wanted it to happen that way, but it was one of the things about a spiritual growing church, and we were spiritually growing at that time. And and that church today has, well, they have just blossomed and boomed and and just you know, oh. but anyway. Those are signs of a church that's growing spiritually. I'm not, I don't know about the counting of them, but I'm going to give them to you one more time. Number one, preaching the gospel to the lost. 
Number two, explaining the gospel to the saved. Number three, going forward more often than backwards. Number four, reaching up to the Lord, out to one another and others, and into our own heart. Number five, an openness to God's leadership and commitment to a relationship with others. <laughs> the lost monkey out again. Oh, wow. You got it. You can go. You can do the next one. The next is a willingness to do whatever God wants to do. We'll just say it that way. A trustworthiness. Yes means yes. No means no. We'll do that means we're going to do our best to do that. And then an honesty. Honest with God. Honest with one another. Honest with the community. Well, Gosh, I'm glad you listened today. I hope I hope you enjoyed this. I hope it was something you could uh, you could get your you know kind of get your head around and get your teeth into. Let us know what you think. DSPreacherman Gmail dot com. Uh, you can look us up on the Facebook uh, DK Ministries, and you can leave a comment there. Tell us things there. Send us your prayer request. A lot of different things. Uh, our goal, by the way, is to is to share something with you, not take something from you. And so we're not asking you for an offering. We're not asking you all the things. I'm not knocking those who do. Uh, you know, that's the, but, but we're, we, we do this on the fly, so to speak, I guess, or on the, uh, we're just not, we're not trying to, that's uh, so why we don't have music, we don't invest in all that kind of stuff. Uh, we just want to get the truth out to you. Now, there are better preachers and there are probably better podcasts, but we appreciate you listening to us and we appreciate you, uh, letting us know what you think and responding and, and kind of keeping in touch. And by the way, if you will, send us a, a note at dspreacherman, gmail.com, all lowercase. Say, hey, I listened. Thank you very much. Or I listened, and I'm not sure why. <laughs> or I've listened, but what I'm not going to listen to you. Just let us know. We'd love to We'd love to hear from you. Uh, we've done a variety of things, and uh, we did for a long time. You know, uh, Thursday's discussions, we've got that for a while. Uh, God just hasn't. It's funny the way God does it. we got to go, and I know this. But for those who are wondering and asking what happened to Thursday's discussion, well, God stopped giving us. Uh, things to talk about Thursdays. Um, it was amazing there for a while. It seemed like every week he would, you know, he was giving something and he stopped that for a while. Will he bring it back? I don't know. I'm just going to tell you. And, and, and it's just a way of explanation. Uh, someone asked me the other day what I'm going to do and uh, kind of trying to get me to commit to doing this thing or that thing or, 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 or well, anyway. And I said, well, and I and I told them, I'm, they just said, listen, I don't want, I'm not trying to be a smart like but I'm not interested in doing anything God hadn't called me to do. And uh, that goes for our life, our family, our ministry, and DK Ministries. And this is what God's called us to, and we're going to do it. And we thank you for listening. And we hope you pray for us. We hope you tell others. As I said, uh, I don't know where you listen to, but these podcasts are available in a number of places. We record them on Anchor. I've got, I support them because they, they let us do that. But Spotify seems to be the most popular place that people listen. Maybe you listen somewhere else. Let us know. We have talked way too long today. We've gone way overboard. And I thought this was going to be shorter. This just proves that Kathy is always right. Because she says, never say you're going to be short because you always wind up longer. So anyway, at 27 minutes. Yes, yes. This is 27 minutes of your life. You will never get back. <laughs> So sorry. Anyway, God bless you. We love you. We pray for you. I have some friends who have had difficult times health-wise and uh, in their families and personal tragedies and things. Just, you know, so many things going on this time of the pandemic, all this other in the past few months and everything. I want to let those families know that are hurting and grieving. We may not list your name every day because we don't want to, you know, just get people asking. But I want you to know we are praying for you. And we're praying for those who hurt and for those who are trying to help the hurting. And I hope that you'll give us the opportunity to minister to you 
through these podcasts and that you'll help us get them out and minister to others. God bless you. Praying for you. Hey, guess what? We will see you next time. Don't forget, Diaz Preacher Man, gmail.com, all lowercase. Yes, I did say Diaz Preacher Man at gmail.com, all lowercase. God bless you. See you next time.